Yeah, yeah. So uh, real quick before we get the episode started, I just want to say that this episode is different from what we generally do. Generally, we explore our pop culture topics, but this week we really... um. We really just traded ideas, and some of our ideas are probably unpopular or not completely thought through. So I don't want you guys to hold anything against us. Some of this stuff isn't a full thought. It was a lot of trade and partial thoughts, so please try not to hold anything against us while listening to this episode. Uh, I do want you to enjoy it. I do want you to listen to it with an open mind. That's super important. Cause like I said, this episode is uh, different from any of the other ones we did. Uh, so with that said, fuck it. Let's get it started. Just me and my boy Cam today. What's going, Cam? What you guys saying over there, man? How's everything? Out there on the internet. Everybody no. listening. Shout out to the internet. Uh, no Pharaoh this week. No Garrett. Uh, wifey is Don. So yeah. he's being a good hubby. Exactly. Daddy duties. Daddy yeah, duties. daddy duties. Yeah. Uh, boyfriend duties. Doing everything the right way. Guys are adults now, man. Yeah, man. The grown up thing. Uh, but uh, me and Cam's gonna hold it on this week. We got uh, Azai, aka Jamie, on the fact check. No mic this week. Uh, we're gonna get him on this mic eventually, even oh, through yes. this podcast. We might even uh, pause it and hook up a mic for him. But um, so what are we getting into this week? How you been, Cam? I was uh, you wasn't here for our Heroes Weekend talk. No, I wasn't. I was at Heroes Weekend. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was lit for you then. It was yes, man. Good time. That's hit up, up, hit up the glow party. Yeah. Shout out to Mums Ja. Yeah, Great time saying, as always, Mom man. Ja was supposed to be on the podcast this week. Yo, I, just, I don't even know what happened. You know what? I take blame for that. Didn't even uh, hit him up. Uh, okay, how is he? Um, how, how long is he here? I think he leaves Sunday. Shit. Uh, yeah. We should try to do an episode on the weekend and just hold it till next week Thursday. I'm so down, man. I'm yeah. so down. I love to get him over here. Yeah. And it's, it was so amazing watching like the Glow event. Evolve because he used to be at his house. Yeah, that's what Garrett said in the yeah, podcast. Garrett Gaddy Hill's story. House. I didn't know that was hard work. Yeah, Garrett yeah, was man. like, one year we went and was like, charged to get in your house? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Literally those exact words. I can tell like, somebody didn't listen to last week's episode. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I'm saying, what you sleep in a nigga's house? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, I'm not. I'm, I don't feel like I should pay to come over to your house with some slap over here. <laughs> yeah. like, you know what I mean? Yeah, for real. Uh, like, look, yeah, hook up yeah. my little corner. <laughs> you know, like, you know, you know and, and bring a plate like of food. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah man. man. Um, so, uh, topics. You want to do topics this week? You want to freestyle? Yes, it? man. Let's do a little bit of both. Man. All right. Uh, I guess we could start on what we was talking about before the podcast started, the uh, Terry Crews situation. Yes. Yeah, so I you didn't you, have all the details. down for right. me. So, from what I can remember, what I gather, he was at a meeting with one of these executives with his wife. Mm. And uh, the executive gripped his dick. A male executive gripped his dick in front of his wife. And he says that... In real life? In real life. In the movie? Not in the movie. Real life, bro. Yeah, and um, with his wife right there, which is like so... 
so crazy to me as a man. Like I couldn't imagine going, just take the eating that one. Ooh. But apparently he says this ain't the first time that a director's tried him, and he's actually said he's slapped a director before or whatever like that. But his wife is trying to like kind of. I don't want to use the word trained, but his wife has explained to him, I guess trained would be the word, but his wife has trained him to not attack in those situations to kind of like just kind deflect of deflect or do whatever it is you need to do to get through these situation without being violent. But I'm just like, and then I saw a picture of the guy and he's like a, like a kind of like, a, what's the word, a stubby white guy, like a, like a little small stubby white guy. So then... Uh, you know, the cases on TV and, you know, 50 Cent, the trailer oil trails. <laughs> 50 posts the, uh, a video of it and, and the judge is like, uh, oh, you're a big guy. Why didn't you just push him off? And he was like, well, as a black man, and then 50 kind of cuts it off. He's like, that's the same question I was asking. <laughs> you know, it's like, why didn't he just push him the fuck off? I kind I kind of see where they're coming from with that. But then still, his thing about his career and thinking about... How that's gonna look? Cause let's be for real. In a yeah, situation like that, yeah. it's, the it's guy, like, the guy's not gonna say, "Hey, I gripped Terry Crews' dick, and this will happen." He's gonna be like, "No, Terry went crazy because they wouldn't give him this part, and he yeah. slapped me." And that's what I'm saying. Even with the wife being there, even with the wife being there, it's just like he he beats up. Let's say he beats up the guy or whatever. One second, last a minute. So as I just gave me something out of the independent, he says the assault only lasts a minute. But what he was effectively telling me was he held my genitals in his hand was that as he held my genitals in his hand was that he held the power. He had the power that he was in control. Jesus, Lord. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So that made me angry. Like, oh, sorry. (laughs) Forgive me, everybody. That really upset me. Yeah. So I'm like the optic of it is so strange as as a big black male how any violent situation plays out mm-hmm. because especially me being a big black guy one of the things i realize is it's all lose it's all lose you freak out and beat somebody's ass it's like why'd you do that you take the l in the fight it's like oh, this big guy couldn't beat this little person yep. you you play uh you know you lay down on it and then it's like People think they can keep doing certain things exactly. too, you know what I mean? And then, let's say he lashed out and beat that guy. That guy is obviously a gay guy. Instant hate crime. Yep. And your wife can't be a new defense, even if she's telling the truth. The first thing the media is going to say, well, what do you expect his wife to say? And can we just, like, go back just a couple of steps? Yeah. When does it start, when does it become a hate crime and just a straight up, just a fight or just a, just a, because that's the thing. Let's just say a gay guy was being mad disrespectful to me and my family or me or whoever. And we had words and we got into a fight. I'm not fighting you and beating you because you're gay. That has nothing to do with the case of me beating your ass. But nine times out of ten, it's always going to fall. Especially someone like me. I'm 6'3 of dreads. If I beat up a gay guy, it doesn't matter what it was over. It's like this big... Bro, as Black long I mean, it all depends guy. on the integrity of the person. You know, uh, I hope so. You're right. If the You're person right about is right is a that. person yeah, of moral, then they'll be like, no, he did it because I did X, Y, Z. But not many people are, are like that, especially in no. that world, that Hollywood world. It's all about deceit. Take, take, take. Play the game as cheap for like as deceitful as possible. You know what I mean? So it's like, I mean, that's how Harvey Weinstein gets in the position, is he? And it's because exactly. it's all about power and. I can do this to you and I can end your career and you, you know what I mean? So it's like as much as we wanted Terry Crews to beat his ass, 
I mean, did he make the right decision? Like a hundred percent, yes. <laughs> like, like twenty-eight year old me and nineteen year old me, like we've had yeah. discussion before, <laughs> yeah. we have two different answers on the subject. But as a twenty-year-old man, he made the right decision for his career, for yep. his family, for everybody. Yep. He made the right decision. But nineteen-year-old me will be like, Terry, you need to fucking beat that man's ass yep. if he grabs your dick. Like, and you then know what you I mean? know what else I find kind of funny about it is like. <clears throat> You get these people that are like, oh, why didn't why didn't he push more? You get a lot of that. Like mm-hmm. I, I see that more than I see, you know, he did the right thing. And let's flip it back a couple months when uh, Louis C.K. was jerking off in front of them girls or jerking off on the phone and people were saying, why didn't she hang up or why didn't she just leave the room? Everybody starts to act like it's a whole different thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why didn't he just beat his ass? Leaving the room seems a lot easier than laying into yeah. somebody's face. Like, Thank you. you know what I mean? Thank you. Or hanging up the phone. That's a thumb motion. Exactly. You know what I mean? It, it, it's like, you got to kind of paint all these situations with a similar brush. I, I mean, I mean, there's always nuances to stories and, and whatnot. Obviously. But it's just... It's just so strange to me, the the whole Me Too movement. I understand that women have been probably oppressed in Hollywood or, or treated unfairly or used as meat, in a sense, in Hollywood for a long time and don't want to fight back. And I don't want to say anything against that movement, but I'm saying... In these movement, in these times, the Me Too movement should be standing right beside Terry Crews because if yes. his sexual if sexual assault can happen to a man that big, a black man that yep. big, that much muscle, then of course it can happen to these women, and and he will be an ally in your fight if you exactly. stand next to him. You exactly. know what I mean? But I don't see. I mean, maybe I, I just haven't come across it, but I, I don't see the Me Too movement standing be, behind him for real. No, because he doesn't fit their agenda. Yeah, I'm not trying to say that they have an agenda, you right. know what I mean? I know, but I feel yeah. like, but I feel like, all these arguments seem to line up in a similar place where it's like, it's just easy to tell who's going to be the next, not not who's going to be the next target, but who's going to be the person that's crying wolf in this situation. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And, 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 and you don't want to say crying wolf because sometimes no, no, no. it's wait, wait. yeah. Let me take that back. Yeah, Do yeah. not mean like this thing never happened. Yeah. What I mean is, um, be the ones that are that are, that are coming forward for this situation, right. because. A lot of these men, just like Terry Crews, are going through the same thing, even though men, it's, it's about pride as well. Because right. no man's going to come forward and talk about another man did this. To be honest, when yeah. I heard Terry Crews, Terry Crews coming about saying that, I was like, nigga, for real? Like, yeah, you, you said like, it in public? Like, like you yeah, said that for people to know about that shit? Like, I said, I'm mean? like, and you're telling people you didn't do nothing? So that's... I, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, and the thing is, it's probably just as hard for a woman to come about about it. But like, for a big black man like Terry Crews to say some shit like that, like that would that took some cojones grande. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I give him full full props for that. One hundred percent. One hundred. Go gracious. I I still don't I still don't think I could have handled that situation as well as he did. Yeah. I mean, uh, also speaking about fifties real in it. Moving on to a lighter note because I don't really want the podcast to be so I serious. Agree. Uh fifty powers returning. Woo! July 1st Was that Sunday? Yeah Sunday Cause it's second Monday Yeah yeah So uh, July 1st Paul is returning uh, Any so predictions? Excited. Oh my gosh Okay So Loose prediction out here I'm pretty good at these things though <laughs> So I say Obviously 50's gonna try And fuck these guys over At some, at some point Oh but yeah He's gonna, gonna play Fran first and But then. 50's gonna try And pull Tommy onto his side Before he does it Because he's gonna try And make Goose seem like The snake that he is He's gonna bring out A bunch of information About him 
him setting I think up. Because remember, getting... Tommy doesn't know about go setting setting Kane up before yeah. he wins in. So I feel like he's gonna try and. Oh, lean Tommy on knows this. now. Does he know now? Yeah, he, he found out kind of late But either way, I feel like I feel like um, it's not gonna work though. But one of those three is gonna die. It's gonna end up being fifty. If fifty smart, seeing that his. He's right. a of that. He's smart. He'll kill himself out of that equation because even though everybody loves Kane and he's done so much dirt that to make the franchise like live on, you got to have Ghost and Tommy. Like, I, yeah, think, Ghost and Tommy. I think what he's going to try to do is try to turn Tariq on his daddy. Have you seen the new trailer? No, I haven't. Tariq's asking his daddy to teach me, teach me, calling his daddy Ghost, teach me how to do X, Y, Z. He wants, he wants more in on his street shit. And Ghost is telling um, Cannon, I never wanted my son to have to go through this. And Cannon saying, your son's not you're not soft or not pussy, something to that extent. Yeah. So I think what's going to happen is, here's my prediction. I think Tariq's going to want in, you know what I mean? He's lost his sister. His, he don't want to go to school no more. He, don't, he obviously don't want to yeah. live a regular youth's life. So Tariq wants in, and Ghost is going to keep pushing him away. And Cannon's gonna come put that armor on him and say, "All right, look, your old man don't want to show you." You're right. You might be right about yeah. that, something like that. But the thing is, if Ghost was smart, he would cut that shit out because that's the thing. Well, Ghost point, is smart, point, and, and now that he's not dealing with Angela, he should be smarter. Exactly, and that's the thing. That's why I like Ghost the most than anyone else is because I can relate most to him because I always felt like he was a he was a very articulate nigga that just was like he just grew up in the streets, so he was yeah. able to manipulate. The streets the way he wanted to. Yeah. So I'm hoping that he is able to manipulate that situation and be like, okay, if I can't break this nigga out of this cycle, I need to teach him how to be the biggest beast right. in this cycle that's possible. You because know what I really want? He needs to really just boot camp that nigga until yeah. he becomes a king. Yeah, because if he really wants it bad enough, you don't want him con- coming up under the wrong niggas. Exactly. You know what I mean? But you know what I really want? I need Agent Valdez to die. Which one's Valdez? The, 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 the nigga, Angela. The, the, oh, Angela. Nigga, everyone, I, I'm gonna be for her to die. For, mind you, I'm gonna be for Goose's wife to die too. Because my, I'm, I'm back on Tasha's side. You know what I mean? Because she was doing, she was really hurling them down towards the end. And then was, after Tariq caught the body and she was showing oh, them how to clean it up. Okay, you're, shit. Right, you're right. You're right. I was right, like, oh right. shit, okay. this is this is wifey. She bro. has so much shit, but then or she kept fucking the help. I'm like, yeah, that shit irritated <laughs> me. Like, the help. yes, that's what exactly what she was doing. Like, that's what irritated me the most about her. It's because if she was fucking some boss ass niggas, I would have given her props. That irritated me because if they're boss, they're most likely a rival. No, no, no. Okay, I'm not talking about rock. Yeah. Nah, that's two different things. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean. Let's just say this nigga owns a law firm somewhere. Yeah, yeah, some something like but she that. fucked the lawyer. Like, yeah, yeah. The, you know what I mean? And then she <laughs> fucked the driver. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, yo. Raise your standards, like, because that's all I wanted, like, you know what I mean? And and also, at the beginning, what I didn't like is when Goose was trying to get out, and then she was she like, was she was like I want you in. to be the biggest drug dealer in the fucking God, that was so And weird. I was like, why Why didn't you want this guy to do better for himself? Yeah, I'm like, like how, could you you reach, how could you reach this level of living and not want to, like, just sort of transition out? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't understand that, but, uh, you know, I guess... But I, I'm hoping that's changes. I'm really hoping they, they, they uh, evolve her character because her character's kind of been the same thing. Like it's been this hood rat yeah, cheating on her husband, thing. fucking the help. Like it's it's kind of been the same cycle for her story. Yes, you know what I mean. And I want them to do something different with her. I want them to explore that more. How I want them to show the characteristics. That helped her help Ghost to become who he is. 
I want them to show those characteristics. I couldn't have explained it any better. Season. I fully fucking agree. I fully agree. Because yeah, I think she has so much potential yeah, to man, grow they're the not character doing to enough be like, of her character. And they keep, because that's the thing, they're making, they make the public hate her character. Other, other than the girls, there are some, some women that are on her side that's yeah. just like, oh yeah, I got you. Yeah. But like, other than that, Who's really rooting for her like that? You yeah. know what I mean? Other than her having kids for ghost, I really rooting for her like that. You know what yeah. I mean? Cause yeah. like, cause even um, Nala, what's up? What's her character? Um, her best friend. Oh, uh, Lala's best character. Lala's I forget character. her name. I, uh, I like Lala's character better than her. She yeah. only had like five scenes. Yeah, you know what I, like I mean? Lala's cause she was real as hell with, with all yeah. her shit. Like you know, what do you think? Here's something I've been thinking about. Uh, the uh, Lorenz Tate's character, Which the politician. That? If I'm being oh, a yeah, politician yeah. I, who, I, I don't know his who goes thinks is clean, but then he niggas finds out dirty. this nigga's dirty, yeah. and I'm wondering what they're gonna do with that relationship. Because that really that relationship is gonna pull ghosts back into the streets, also. Of course, you know what I mean. So I don't know. There's so much stuff I want to see him do. I want to see ghosts be ghosts more. Like remember when yes. he killed all? Uh, what was that guy's name in the first season? And he wore the green on Rallo or Ryder or it was like his little homie, his little protege. Why would you bring that up? Because that was like the saddest murder on the whole yeah. thing, bro. Heartbreaking murder. Daughter. But it was like one of the few times we saw ghosts be ghosts. Ghost, yes. You know and what I mean? For the most part, we like saw him. Yeah. For the most part, we saw him trying to be James and Patrick. Like, yeah. You know I want to see him be. Just yeah, I want to see him be but more in the shadows, more catching bodies, more oh, outsmarting right, people. I want to see the right. wit. There's yes. so much I want to see out of that character this season that I'm really hoping they dive into. But you know what? And it's that, gonna be. It's gonna be more the same shit. I said this to you before. You could tell a woman's writing this shit because pussy controls. Everything in this show. If you kill all the women characters, you fix every single problem. I hate to say it, but you're 100 percent correct, bro. Like 100 percent correct. So powerful, and it's it's crazy because it does influence. Because and that's real in real life. I was was just about to say that because like in real life. You think you'd be driving a car? You (laughs) want to drive? It doesn't matter if they're married, kids, everything. It's something about just like knowing that like. Women want to fuck you. Exactly. That yeah. that 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 will make you trust me. Because if you if you didn't care about anything at all, everybody be some naughty headed dread never yeah. brushing themselves. Bro, I always say I oh, I'm said this my whole life. I remember saying it in Barkley, and it's been proven multiple times in my life. And they say, oh, you always need to pull your pants up. I would like be honest with you. If when girls want it, is when it will happen. If niggas had to be farmers to get girls, you know what every nigga would be doing? Farming. He'd be farming. Thank you. You know what I mean? If niggas had to spray paint houses, or I don't know, <laughs> whatever it is that's going to attract girls, it's going to happen when girls started liking niggas and tighter pants and skinny jeans and all that. You know what niggas was doing? They was older wearing fucking skinny jeans. I had brothers told me I'd never dress like that. And then once they saw all this, this type of niggas were getting the girls, everybody stopped buying the tight muscle t-shirts and the... You know what I mean? He had hardy shirts. Remember that was oh, a thing. Man, Ew, yeah. Throw up shirts, oh, bro. bro. I had, had a couple of those too. Ooh, throw up. Yeah. Like that I had <laughs> that like, like who like that busy, Asian, that busy like, looking shirt with yeah, the dragons. Inspired. You had dragons on your shirt. I had dragons on my shirt. You had the samurai and the dragon. No, no, no. Come on, bro. Don't disrespect me like that. The samurai, the blue samurai, hey, like bro. No, I saw a nigga in that shirt like two weeks ago. Bro, I was like, good girl, bro. Remember them shirts Shannon's used to sell? The button Nigga, I, I, I'm pretty sure I pictured it hanging <laughs> in, his, in his fucking window. Like, that's the thing about it. <laughs> Shannon was Yo, just about to Shannon go for that. used to hustle them shirts off the shirts with the uh, ninjas. Yes, <laughs> bro. Oh, all different man. colors. And I got something that was fly for his button-ups. Did they? they bro, and you know what's so funny? 
I'm about to make some fashion predictions real quick. Look, Don't say episode it's going back. 12. That's never coming back. Or we don't see Episode it, 12 here he goes. 18 minutes in I hope everybody remembers In like a year Episode 12 I said it Beggy clothes are coming back Not beggy like it was in the 90s Where it's like a 4X tall tee But you're, gonna, you're about to start seeing niggas In like regular fitting shirts like, Oh I, I need that back yeah. I'm all, I'm all, all this, for it All I'm this all tight it. muscle shirt All that's about to die Nigga I'm skinny I need that no, I need that dress show back you, bro. I'm gonna give you some more I need that back I'm gonna give you some more Damn samurai shirts with No they're not coming back and, I, was, I, was, and I thought you were skipping over that And the sunrise <laughs> 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 I can picture it so well Because I think I had one Bro I had like four. Oh yeah I had like four, bro They are coming oh back I remember God. I had one With a Buddha on it It was Buddha With a dragon gun All the way around And it was white You thought and it was fly bro, in it I yeah. thought I was killing yeah. it I remember I wore that shit Grub day one time I was like Oh I'm about to get All the bitches <laughs> I love it so much because it's, it's so well, bad bro, looking at Styles they're back making then. a comeback. And I explained, this is how I always see the trends. And this is how I'm always early on, like, fashion trends and stuff. The first thing you do is look at the influencers and high fashion. Whenever high fashion is doing something, it then sort of trickles down into regular fashion. So what will happen is um, skinny jeans, at first, only high-end brands had them. I remember when I first went to skinny jeans, me and Sleaze debating buying girls' jeans. Because we couldn't what, find nigga? male skinny jeans that were affordable. Yeah. At one point, they were only high fashion. That's yeah. Crazy. Yeah, dude, bro. Only, only high fashion. He was paying like five, six hundred dollars like skinny. And then what happens is they transition into like mid-level brands, start cutting it. And then eventually it makes it as general. That's just the general thing. Uh. Yeah, I remember at one point... You you just couldn't find them like baggy. I was getting baggy jeans altered. I'll buy a, a wash that I would like, and then I'll go to a tailor and have them narrow the leg, That's because crazy. they just they didn't sell what I was looking for. See, I just I, I can never get into. Well, like I just thought, I think Dawn made me buy my first pair of skinnies like a couple months Bro, ago. If I was just size, I, mean? I would be the super skinny king. I feel too I feel too awkward, nigga. I'm skinny <laughs> with big feet. Like, this shit just makes me feel like I'm a clown yeah, out no, here, I bro. Like, I, I can't do it. No, like. but the skinny looks not for everybody. Like, straight and all that. Just Look, as long as I was gonna say, wait, My skinny jeans yeah. weren't like those paint-on jeans, nigga. Yeah. My shit. They was probably my like, like, oh, my skinny leg. Yeah, they weren't hugging my legs. Like, I don't know. I'm not that guy. No, but if I was skinny like you, bro, I had these super skinnies where I can't even put a wallet in my pants. No, man. I was like, what is Aubrey wearing? I'm like, shut up. I'm fly. <laughs> I'm trying I'm to trying get in shape for next summer so I can just pull out that whole Fresh Prince of Bel-Air style for Oh, next yeah. Year. I've been you trying to I mean? do that for a couple of years, but I I'm just, get I can't lose the weight. Yeah, with the, the socks sh- up, the yes, tank tops. Yeah. short fucking male shorts. Yeah, like we're loose, though, but yes, uh, exactly. trust me, it's all going to be available to you next summer because all the uh, brands that I really fuck with from starting to see them transition into like looser fitting clothes or at least the shirts again loose i'm not seeing the pants cut loose yet i'm seeing the pants cut straight now but not like loose but shirts i'm seeing a lot of oversized shirts a lot of where the sleeve fits how it used to fit like see how your sleeve is like halfway yeah. down you, you know what i mean it's like the transition's coming yeah, right through that's crazy yeah man the transition's coming even look at his sleeve it's just like it's the style yep. at one point your sleeve had to touch your elbow hey at least <laughs> yeah. bro if I saw my elbow it was a bad night yeah like, like what's going on there but I need a bigger tea transitions I, I knew that shit was crazy once I like 
about four or five years ago, I found one of my OTs. I put that shirt on, it was still too big. For me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, nigga, I was like 17. This, I was skinny. Bro, I a 3X shirt. I was, um, when the baggy shit was happening, I wore a size 13 sneaker. Just because I, it had to accompany my baggy hat. When I saw Wait, you didn't have a size 13? No, you I wear a size shit. 12 now. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I just, it just went with the baggy clothes because you got on a size 12, the jeans swallowing the whole shoe. And I got a little extra shoe in there. But then when I started wearing like skinny jeans and straight jeans, my feet look big. Yeah, you can't And I was like, I wonder if I could get in a smaller shoe. And I got in the top and I've been there ever since. <laughs> yeah, man. Shit. Yeah, it seemed like a couple seconds to you guys, but it was actually like an hour. <laughs> guys took a break. That weren't even vision break. You guys no. just took a break because I'm, um, you know, we had to. But um, what we was gonna, what we were talking about off mic was uh, Childish Gambino possibly having still This Is America. How's that make you feel, Cam? Seriously, like, I can't even look at you in your eyes when you said that just to me. It <laughs> broke my heart, bro. Because you know how much that song resonated to me. Yeah, and, and this off the back of the argument in the group that his mother, uh, artist, and uh, Kanye. Stop bro, making me know angry. how good this felt for me. I bet. I'm it, like, why Mark is not laughing in the group? It made me so mad, bro. I was like, because you know how much I love bro. having his back. And then I and heard then, this. And all it made me do is say, I wonder if he's stealing anything. Stop else. it. See, that's what it always makes that people go to. That's the first thing it made Everybody goes to that. And no, it's this so part the only thing. It's so clear. I'm, I'm going to play this song real quick, right? I'm going to play. Should I play This Is America first or should I play? Uh, I say play This Is America all right, first. Guys, play This Is America first. Because uh, <clears throat> this is more popular of the two, but. All right. You ready? Why are you going to do this to me? Here we go. Here we go. What's up? All right. Cool. Okay, so first we guys are going to play This Is America. You should have had Garrett on the podcast. Oh, yeah, we week. need Garrett because, cool. bro. Oh, you going to break my heart, man. All right. So this is This Is America, you know, the beautiful song that we've all enjoyed throughout this past few months. So hard. It was dope. The little dance. Yes, the dance. I wonder if he still the dance. The Aubrey stop. This is like make me angry, man. <laughs> Look at him. Hey, With the young thug ad lib. No, don't you dare. That's I know. I know it's young thug. I know he has like fifty rappers, but don't, don't. This is not for young thug. Right, you know I love young thug. Are you ready? Plagiarism. <laughs> No plagiarism. You might uh, be right. I'm leaving the course in there. Hey, plagiarism at its oh finest, people. <laughs> and now let's hear the source uh, file. <laughs> uh, it's called American Pharaoh. And it's got America in the name as yes, well. Yes, that's the crazy part. I'm like, this is this is the one of those copy my homework but changes a little. <laughs> I hope you at least paid this man off. I don't know. But let people keep it. So this will be the yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah that little exactly. part like a little chant. That's, that's what I said. This part, this part, I was like, he just. I don't really hear too much. I don't hear too much. And then it's like, yeah, it just got worse and worse. 
I'm young and I'm black in America. They try to attack Bro, me. The flow is Bro, the flow is insane. Oh, man. That odd. Uh, they being just this 808 driven oh, with some God. like a bounce around. Bro, the way the drums pattern songs. Oh, like, bro, oh, man. Break so my heart. Why you just want to go over here and just break my heart for? Bro, I, I'm sorry. But it hurt my feelings too because... I mean, I really rate Gambino. I rate Gambino very highly. And he says he's never heard this song. But just how close they song, I'm just okay, like... And the thing is, all my niggerisms in me want me want me to believe that, man. Yeah. But I just, I just can't. After I heard that, I'm just <laughs> yeah. like, how how can I believe you never heard this, man? And it was, this is America. And this the topic's is the, thing. almost like, oh, the exact... It's too close for it's, coincidence. Oh, it's it's too way close. too close for coincidence. I can't, I can't. And I and I love me Gambino. And, and now I'm sitting here thinking, whatever Stop. album uh, you're Stop. working on, Gambino, Stop scrap it. it. <sighs> scrap it. Start from scratch. Even if that's the only song you steal, just scrap it. You might have stole something and didn't realize it. Let's hope he wasn't st- Wait, wait. Did the artist of the other song say that he still or did? Well, he's, he's being very humble about it. Like, he's not. I think he got paid off then. He might have. Because then I um I think one of the tweet that started all, has started it all, has been um deleted since which. So I think, you know, somebody's probably got paid off in the process because it's clear. I was going to say, if that's the thing, if he got paid off before that, before yeah. the fact, even if he got paid off after the fact, Gambino just pay your dues and pay that nigga off. So yeah. we could be like, yo, he knew that. Paid him off. Cool. I, I will say Gambino's version is that guy's song on steroids. Uh, before the dog. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Ain't no one pumping that song. Yeah. They're gonna do Gambino. Yeah, that Gambino. Gambino is still my boy coming to podcast. Like, I oh, got you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Because dog, that is like one of my favorite shits. That. Redbone, me and your uh, mama. That you that whole I mean? album, that um, that album that came out before this single. I'm surprised it he didn't make no Grammys for that. No, he didn't make any Grammys. No, the feeling that that's that, that crazy. The feeling that that album gave me, I haven't felt that in years, bro. But you it know was what like, it reminded me of? It uh, reminded me of that. Uh, and I think it was on purpose. I think he said it was like on 100 on purpose. It was um, the Bootsy Collins. Like mm. all that stuff from old West Coast movies, like yep, that, yep. all these songs that created G Funk, yeah, all yeah. that. It reminded me of that whole era. That that it album was so bro. amazing. So I remember amazing. it came out just before my son was born, and then his first few months, we I used to listen to that album every day. Like I'll just be hearing and walk around the house listening to the album. Like yes. so, the album for me is like it's a moment. It's one of those albums I live to it. So like a couple of years from now, when my son's like five, I'm gonna listen to it and I'm gonna feel the you know same way you felt. Yeah, back I'm gonna then. have yes. a, a moment of nostalgia a few years from now. Well, that's the same way I feel about listening to those Mac Miller tapes, bro. Every oh, time it just man. reminds me of Halifax. I, every single time I listen yeah. to that shit, it just sends me back to Halifax. Uh, it's a yeah, it's a couple. Did we talk about him on the podcast before? I can't Probably remember. We, we like talked so we much. Like Mac Miller. We used to love that Mac Miller album. That um. Heck, what was the song when that be, was? Um, oh, I can't remember oh, oh, none um, of the best day ever was one we used to listen to a lot too. But it was the um, not Mac, it was Macadelic. Macadelic was, was okay, the one we used okay. to listen to every day. That one was amazing. Oh my god, bro! 
Sound like I hit a drugs just like oh my god. Because <laughs> I used to be half high on drugs when I was listening to that shit back then, bro. Yeah, I was like yeah, twenty one years old in my yeah, wildest state. He was a little like, bit. He was like 22, 22 23. 23. Wait, were we that old? Yeah, we used to about that old. We used twenty two, twenty three. No man, that's yeah. no shit. We go thirty next year. Have you thought about that, nigga? You go thirty next year. Nigga, I go twenty nine next year. Oh fuck! I go twenty eight. Yeah, you go twenty nine this year, bro. Thirty next year. I'm got, and I'm just like, I'm starting to panic a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's that's you know what I mean. Right thing, like, man. you ever heard all uh, the Kendrick shit? And where Tupac's talking about at thirty, the heart and soul gets taken out of a nigga. You lose that thing that makes you want to push back and do. And do push-ups that fight in you, you lose it at 30. Nigga, I, I hope not. I don't know how Tupac would know considering he never made it right? to 30. But, you know Jesus, what I mean? It's bro, just like me. maybe it was a social studies experiment he did. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if one nigga's doing social experiments, it's Tupac, bro. But no, but then after he said it, I started to think about it. Like, you don't, you don't get many, especially black men, Meeting their dreams after 30. I agree. I agree. And they, that's kind of scary. They that's meet their dreams, scary. but it was already well set in motion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even but if they reach out Nobody's going to order the comfort zone after, after 30. Yeah. And that's that's the one thing I just hope that I'll break the mill when it comes to that because I just, I've always had a carefree, I've always had a carefree, like just feeling about me where it's like whatever happens happens yeah. I just hope I live that to the rest of my days like I've yeah. made enough decisions in my life where it's like I already know the outcome could be flip of a coin yeah yeah. I just want to live like not that rash because once I have a family you can't live like that yeah, but once you like, have kids that that, you know what I mean? that will die in you immediately exactly. after you have kids but while you don't have it I think the way you're living is the best way to live just don't plan it don't overthink it just kind of feel your way through it I think that's the only thing I miss about pre-parent, pre-husband yeah. was that feeling of just being able to feel my way through life. Where now I feel like I have to think forward. I have to consider people. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like... Wait, wait, wait. That's what a responsible individual does. Yeah. So that, yeah, you, you exactly. do do this to a certain degree because you have to worry about a young individual yeah. behind you. Somebody you know who... Who's one hundred percent dependent on me. exactly, exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's it's wait, cause let's be for real. We have we know a lot of people yeah. who have somebody that that depends on them, and yeah. they still don't do what they're supposed and to they do. And I never want to be that person. So I'd much rather be somebody that exactly. that has a plan. And I, I'm not saying that to say that I'm not happy with it, oh, yeah, but I, I do miss that freedom, that that feeling of feeling your way through something. You know, and what I mean? respect you for being honest, cause there's a lot of niggas out here lying about it and being like. Oh no! Like you know, it's not too. Nigga, it's yeah. a child, bro. It's gonna yeah. be a big deal. Yeah, like anybody tries to act like it's not a big deal, like you're lying to. It's life changing. And if it's not, then you're not a good father. Exactly. I'm not gonna throw no names, but this one nigga, <laughs> I was like, I was like, yo, yo, bro, like house, house fatherhood. This kid might have been like two, three weeks old. I was like, oh, house fatherhood. Da, da, da. He's like, yeah, bro, that ain't too bad. Like, you know what I mean? It's the easy game. It's like, yeah, I'm getting gumbeds tonight. <laughs> like, your, your baby's two weeks old. You're going out tonight? Like, no wonder why fatherhood's easy. Like, that's you know what, what I mean? Because you ain't doing shit. That's what I'm trying to say. Fatherhood is not supposed to be like that, bro. Yeah. You got a two week, you got a two week year old. Sorry, two week year old. You got a two year old, two week year old. Yeah, Fuck it. Two week old. Two week old child. 
Maybe you stay in your ass soon. Yeah. Like, like, that's where you're supposed to if be. If you're trying to be that daddy, and that's how I had to explain to people, like, after I first had my son, they're like, why you don't come check me? I'm like, because I'm trying to be in my son's life. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's certain attachments that are happening at this stage that will last forever. Forever. You know what I mean? Forever. So, <clears throat> I think it's important that I'm here now. You know what I mean? You're going to let another man teach your son how to tie a fish hook? Exactly. Oh, uh, that, that, that's what you're going to do. Yeah. It's like yeah. oh, your son has to tell somebody, how oh, you learn how to tie a fish hook? Oh, oh uh, uncle. Uncle so-and-so or Mr. Oh, so-and-so, oh. yeah. No, I can never have that for my child. Bro, And I, I said this on an early podcast. That was the reason for a lot of the changes I made where the gardening thing started yeah. happening. When I started trying to figure out, like, diet and stuff like that. When I started really getting into, like, podcasts on, like, um... Not not so much spirituality about, but uh, just ways of living, moral fiber and stuff like that. Having a belief system because I feel like a lot of people are just out here freestyling it. You know what I mean? And they're not get, equipping the children because the freestyle. And I don't. I'm not saying you have to be Christian or Muslim, but I'm saying as you're raising the child, you should have some sort of belief system. Belief that. system or, or or guide or, or even if it's just within you, you should have. You should know. What it is that you believe morally, so you can teach that child that. Yes. You know what I mean? Don't you got, be over here flip-flopping while you're trying to teach a child. Yeah. Like, and I'm not I mean? saying force it on them, you know what no. I mean? But I'm saying teach them some, teach them the idea of having morals and standing on them. You know what I mean? Even if their morals don't match with yours when they get 20, 25, or whatever, they'll, they'll understand that in order for me to be a man or for me to be a woman or to be a respectable person, I have to stand on what I say it is I believe in. Yep. You know what I mean? And that's that's the main thing I'm after teaching my son. I really just want to show him. I really want to be an example to him. I want him to be able to look at me and be like, yo, my daddy's the guy. My daddy does X, Y, Z. Or I did this because of the way my daddy lived his life. You know what I mean? Fully agree. Fully agree. Because yeah. one thing I don't want my son to say is like, my daddy didn't teach me how to fish, didn't teach me how to... Like, my biggest... Because this thing... If I have a son, daughter, whatever, they're going to know how to fish. They're going to know how to take care yeah. of themselves. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're going to know how to be a, a, a proper upstanding citizen yeah. that they should be. You know what I mean? I don't want I don't want my child ever. I don't want to ever hear from nobody but, like, your child slacking somehow. You yeah. know what I mean? I never want to give them. I want to I build them up to the best degree that they could be where they could take on society and be like, at this point, this is your decisions. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've given you all the tools that you needed to be the best that you can be. Yeah. At this point, whether you want to be a, a DJ or astronaut or a fucking yeah. well, uh, trash truck driver, I don't care. Yeah. As long as you do that shit with the fullness of your heart, yeah. I can literally give a hell. Yeah, good hell person, as long as yeah. you're happy. You're happy. Seriously. Could not care less about my child. I understand something more. My daddy always used to say to me, he always used to be like, um, when you when you do dumb shit out there, that that reflects on me. I just be like, yeah. oh, like it's me doing it. Like, so but true. now that I'm, I'm raising a child, you the understand. first thing that happens is when when children do dumb shit is people look to the parent immediately. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even if it what was, are you doing you know, wrong? What are you doing wrong? You, you know, know what I mean? mean? How are you raising this child? Exactly, your reflection on me. I, yeah. I I I feel that on another level now. Like, exactly. Don't you like? And what's so frustrating is I remember these talks so many times, and it's like my mom was like, "Wait till you get it, you understand." What's like, <laughs> and it's just like your mom was saying some shit to you where it's like, um, 
Oh, yeah, when you already understand or when you yeah. like pretty much just putting your place this like don't worry when you're an adult you will understand yeah, the reason so much, why I'm telling you no in this situation and and, that, and honestly the growing that's made a lot of it's changed the way I accept information now yes because I now no longer dismiss it if it's not relative to me now because mm-hmm. it was a lot of things that I was told when I was young and it was really just I hadn't experienced enough for that concept to make sense to me exactly you know what I mean? So, I don't know, man. It's, I find... Are we... Are we as a people not getting everything we need? Like, a 29-year-old 50 years ago, were they more advanced mentally than us? Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on this, actually? So, I could... Um... <clears throat> I, I can't tell because I haven't spoken to enough people about what they were doing at my age. But uh, my main example I draw from would be my old man. My old man at 29 had a house. He was married. Mm-hmm. He had multiple children already. You know what I mean? I'm only my first one. Like at 29, he was in a whole different place for me. And then, I mean, I just tell myself it was a different Bermuda. Money was different. The way yeah, money flowed on her was different. Cost of living was way different, you know what I mean, which allowed him to be in certain positions that I, you know, unless I'm like into stocks or something, like I just wouldn't be able to do. Mm-hmm. No, you know what I mean. It's I mean I just think it's different. I don't think I don't know if it's that they're more mature than us or we're more equipped than us. I just think it's different times, and. Maybe. I, I I fully agree with that because now it is a different times. Remember, the dollars worth a lot different back then as it was. Yeah, because you could buy a house for way cheaper back then than you could buy a house for yeah, now. Yeah, that's like I was saying. I was saying to people, these people like I, when I worked at the post office, it was pure people that has been there like twenty, twenty five years. And one thing, all of them earned the house they lived in, and it was because they've been making the same amount of yeah. money for their twenty years almost. Like you know what I mean? Like it, it's like. It was disproportionate to mm-hmm. the cost of living. So all of them were able to, if you had half a brain, acquire land. You know what I mean? They were able to travel the world, you know, of these government paychecks. Well, now a government paycheck is good, but it ain't, it, it ain't buy a host travel the world say, good. It's like take a trip or two a year and raise your child good. Like, Well, a little example is like somebody I knew. That fam died, the father died, and left him with 52 properties. Jeez. 52 properties oh in gosh. Bermuda. Oh, my gosh. 52 properties in Bermuda? Bermuda. Oh, my gosh. Because he's like, but mind you, he's, a, he's like in his 60s, might be just getting up there at 60. Yeah. So his like 80-something, 90-year-old father mm-hmm. died, left him like 50-something. But, bro... That's what they did back in the day. Like he, yeah. the good thing is he was a loon shark though, so he was a fucked up guy. Like yeah, God yeah. didn't like him over the years because mm-hmm. he would make some crop deals that you had to put your house up on, and he had yeah. a lot of houses because of that. Yeah. But the point is, that nigga died, and he got fifty some houses off of that. Yeah. And this thing in Bermuda, fifty yeah, some houses? houses. Like bro, like, you are a multi millionaire. Suggest that times have changed because to acquire fifty two houses now, you. 
amount of money. Like you be in the paper every week. Yeah, like, like let's be for real. You hang out with Warren Buffett. I was gonna say I earn fifty thousand in Bermuda. Please believe you niggas gonna know about I earn fifty thousand. Yeah, front page of the paper every day. Yeah, you know what? That's another thing I've been exploring since I'm not a child. Just like certain ways that we've been taught I'm trying to unteach myself mm. and that's why I had that whole thing remember I tell you I took all my jewelry off the other day I was just yeah. wearing my watch and my wedding ring because I'm like why does this jewelry make me feel so secure you right. know what I mean and like and you, you get these like and I don't want to use white people as like the bar but like you get white people who acquire a lot of money and it's just as simple as a they ring like and a, a watch. a rope chain. Like, not a rope. I don't mean a rope chain is in a girl rope chain. I mean, yeah. like, literally, it's a rope and yeah. a fucking well pen in it. <laughs> yeah, like, like wood, it's, like, and they're worth a billion dollars. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I just, why does, why do these things make us feel so secure? It's like these thoughts I've been working through, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to get through them before my son's, like, of age, like, around five-ish. Because so, I know questions are going to come, and maybe when he's 16, he's going he might wonder it. I'm hoping he's a better version of me. So where I am at 29, I hope he's his there by 21. You know I mean? Yeah, 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 exactly. I'm the same you know I mean? But like that's something else I'm really been thinking about. Like why is it that when black people acquire money, they feel the need to show it to everybody? Because we're not used to having money like that. That's the only thing I could think. Like, yeah. because You know, Dick Gregory, the comedian, he said that... Uh, it takes a million dollars worth of spending just to just for black people to uh, medicate mentally. Is I can he, see that. Yeah, because like, in so, case, like actually medicate mentally, like like to have your own relaxed fucking days. Yeah. Where I worded it wrong, but it essentially what he meant was it takes a lot of spending for black people to start feeling secure in themselves. Oh, that's completely different. Than what I was thinking. Yeah, what I, were you I, thinking? I, I fully agree. No, I just thought. Don't even worry about it. I was, I was, I was going to nigga rant. But like, yes, I fully agree because who is even Dave Chappelle said like, was it Dave Chappelle? It was like, I don't know what was it, the joke. It was something about like, yo, I got, I made so much money with the last stand-up that actually had something to do with that most black men didn't have. A oh, Dave Chappelle. Like, and he yeah. was like, yeah, think, think about, about how my, I felt. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it was just like straight up. Because sec- how many times did you really have a chance to just sit Bro, back and let that shit just ponder the and eat up at he you? He said that. I was. You, right? I started to say to myself, "Man, when's the last time I really sat down and thought about how I felt about things?" Nigga, years ago. Yeah, right? I'm. I'm really I got just bills to pay. I can't be thinking about I, that shit. I was just gonna say that I'm in the rat race. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm trying to make money for my family. I'm trying to raise my son. I don't want to be a serial killer. I'm trying to be a husband. <laughs> the time I put in there with them, I was read a little bit. I ain't got no time to think about nothing. All I'm doing was like, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, it's it's never it's not it's not much time to reflect the way things are set up now. Exactly. You know what I mean? You almost have to force reflection time. You know what I mean? I couldn't agree you more. Wake up earlier. You know what I mean? It's, just like, <laughs> it's you really have to force it in there because just the way the world set up, it it's not a natural occurrence for. I I don't know about a black man, but just any middle class to lower class person. You know what I mean? Maybe lower class people have time to think, but they ain't thinking about it because if they think about it too much, it might frustrate the fuck out of them. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, because if you live in poverty and thinking about how you can get off that shit, like, 24 7, it's like, I mean, that's, yeah. That's another thing Me and my old man Were talking about Fuck we are all over the place I can't wait to listen Back to this podcast <laughs> Me and my old up. man Were talking just the other day About revolutions And he's like A revolution needs to be started And I'm like 
it it can't happen because the people that are smart enough to lead the revolutions mm-hmm. make just enough to not want to lose what they hear. Exactly, <laughs> I couldn't agree even more, bro. Like, like, cause the thing, a revolution has to be like almost like absolute poverty, where it's like only a few, like maybe ten percent is, yeah. is, is is eating off everybody else. Yeah. and that's what's and then the other ninety are starving. starving. They can't. You exactly. can't have a middle. Like the middle class, I think revolutions happen when the middle class is non-existent. Exactly. That's when revolutions happen. Uh, we also gonna hit this uh vision break. It will be right back. Let's finish off the podcast. Maybe you agree. Episode twelve. Vision break. All right, all right. We're back from vision break. So I guess the next topic we wanted to talk about was uh, legalization in Canada recently happened. Yes, it did. I know you spend a lot of time out there. How do you feel about that? How do the people you know feel about that? Like, everybody's loving it. Like, because that's the thing. Everybody knows God just put in this earth. But, like, if you want to say the Lord, if you want to say... Yeah. All I know is that God was here a long time ago. So you can't say (laughs) it's man-made. You can't say it's nothing. Like, so... Like any drug in the world, I feel like it should almost be made legal because, yeah. as as you said before, the mics came on. Everybody's yeah. adult. Like everybody has to make their own decisions. If you're over the age of eighteen, if you want to make it twenty one, yeah, I get that because at twenty one you're way more logical thinking than you are at eighteen. Yep, your development's fully done. And get that. I yeah. get that. So even if you make the cutoff of twenty one, but the point is, at that age, somebody should be able to make the decision to be like hey i want to do ganja tonight i want to do coke whatever you want to do yeah do you at that age like you know what i mean yeah i find it super strange that like as adults there are all these other dangerous activities that people can get into like skydiving i mean driving a car (laughs) itself is dangerous or Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like A racing a motorbike like it's it's all these other dangerous activities smoking cigarettes drinking alcohol all these things that can harm you and maybe not as accelerated as like cocaine or heroin but it's like i feel like if as an adult if you know the risk of these things you know what i mean going into them then you should be able to make that decision yourself like and i feel like like most things once you make it popular to the community yeah it's gonna become less of a taboo thing. So yeah. people, people, people that's like smoking ganja. I guarantee you, smoking ganja back in like the eighties is not gonna be the same way as smoking ganja back in like twenty twenty five. You know what yeah. I mean? Because it's gonna be like everybody does it. You Bro, know what I mean? It's not gonna, it's not gonna be even like if frowned upon to, and everything else like that. So more people's gonna do it. If you talk to a Bermudian in the seventies, eighties about their feelings toward marijuana, and then you talk to like um somebody in the fifties and then you talk to somebody in the forties, thirties, so on. Yep. The opinion of it changes every step of the way. Yes. Yes. You know this is true. And then it's like it's like this generation of people I would say like this guys in the thirties and forties, I think they over glorify it. Like ah oh, it's, yeah. it's you know what I mean? Like it's the only thing you need. I'm like, oh Jesus. Yeah. Like you I know what I mean? Agree. It's like some people you know, use it as a crutch. Where it's like Yeah. It's not supposed to be used that way. You know what I mean? Meditation purposes. Yeah. Not even just meditation purposes. If you have a bad fucking day, smoke some gunja and it's going to make your day better. You know what I yeah. mean? So it's not even about all that. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is like, as an adult, if you decide, 
hey, that's going to make your day better at the end of the day or yeah, whatever, whatever's really going to make your people, day better. Mm-hmm. Make your own decisions. Like, if everyone's adults, legalize everything, make yeah. your own decisions. That's how I feel. I, I feel the same way. I just feel like as an adult, you should be able to do what you want. And then also, I've been, like, watching a lot of podcasts pertaining to, like, psychedelics, LSD, mushrooms, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, and apparently, there's a lot of mental health benefits from this, like, I've heard of like a, a schizophrenia patient taking a, a, a certain type of uh, mushrooms, I think psilocybin they call it or whatever, and um, their uh, symptoms decreased within one dose. Or people that were uh, depressed, people that suffer from depression, their uh, family members uh, report months down the line, sometimes years down the line, uh, uh, improvement in, in their behavior. And then I was watching this podcast recently where this guy was talking about in uh, all the test subjects they've used, 70% of the people have found it a positive and life-changing experience. 30% of the people were like, I hated it. They weren't for me. That's a crazy fucking high percentage as well. Not high enough, apparently, yeah. though, for people but doing this stuff. But I, I thought that was a high number. Yes, exactly. And for someone that's the dumb mushrooms for themselves, like magical mushrooms, yeah. like... Like I, I ain't gonna be sure after shit. Like you know what I mean. I've, I've done mushrooms before, but the thing is, I almost agree with the study where it's like, yo, don't do that shit all the time. Like, yeah, it's gonna give you, gonna have a fuck said. personality and a fuck mindset when it comes yeah. to the world. But like, if you do it once in a blue moon, it opens your mind to so many different things because it's like, yeah. Bro, this guy, he was talking about, essentially, you have to watch, especially as a person that takes mushrooms and believes yeah. in the pop, like what they can do for the body. He was talking about he used to stutter. And he did what they, uh, mushroom takers call the uh, hero's journey, which is uh, five grams. And mm. five grams or more mm. is what they call the hero's journey. Mm. It's like mm. full blend, the highest you're mm. going to get. Anything more than five grams is going to do the same thing to you as five grams. Pretty I much. Uh, I'm afraid of five grams. Yeah, so and he was talking about uh, on the hero's journey, he said that um, he was sitting in this tree and something in his mind just started to tell him, um, you know, so something something happened in his mind with pertaining to his stuttering and how he didn't want to do it anymore. And he said when he came down from that trip, he never started again. And the thing is, I can completely understand the mind state he got on when it comes yeah. to that. Because, like, because my girl would tell you straight up, like, we did mushrooms one time and I had an epiphany. And then since then, I've been a better boyfriend since that point. Like, you know what I mean? Right. It's just like, it's like, because you can Bro. see yourself. It's, it's almost like you're looking at yourself from an outside point of view. And you, well, and you realize it's like, hey, what he was this saying, is what I could be doing better. This is what I could be, like, it. I just enjoy mushrooms for the fact that it's like I'm able to analyze myself. I could right. be in a, dark, a deep, dark corner by myself doing mushrooms, and I'll have a great trip. And you know why a lot of people are it. scared of mushrooms is because of that that self-reflection that, you, you know what I mean, that mm-hmm. you're talking about. A lot of people are afraid of themselves or they're not dealing with certain things. So True. when they enter the trip, you have to deal with those yes, things. Yes, yes. And that frightens people. Those are the people that generally tend not to like it. And then what he was saying about mushrooms, why, you know, um, well, first he started off telling the story about this professor, this writer, I forget the guy's name, but he was, um, he used to take uh, shrooms, all different types, and he had this special, like, variety of uh, mushroom, and he was, he was sad because 
when he went on when he tripped uh, he, he couldn't hear anymore and that was all a part of his trip Oof. he lived next to water he couldn't hear the waves breaking That's and they scary. gave him some type of mushroom and he said whenever he was high on this mushroom he could hear and the, the guy in the podcast was saying that it's because when you take mushrooms it opens up connections in your brain like different pathways so he, he even showed a diagram of like two different brands a brand that's uh, sober and a brand that's on mushrooms and how many different pathways open up and he was saying that's why he could probably hear because the brand was probably using a pathway it generally wouldn't use to to get that signal to get to where it has to go completely agree with him because the thing is the mind the like thoughts you have on mushrooms and the mindset it puts you on it's just a completely different it literally feels like you're almost on a different different plane than what you are normally like right. you know what i mean and that's and that's why and that's why i feel so f- like i don't want to make this comparison but like when there's when you have really crazy people and they're like oh that's what like i can't even think of a comparison right now but the extreme when it comes to scientists? like you see you see some no no not scientists not like scientists like, okay when you see extremists extreme hippie when it's uh, like okay, does drugs yeah. like that like not, yeah. not a crackhead but like a hippie like, really that does alter, like that like so people are really exactly. into psychedelics when you done that it's like you almost get the glimpse of like okay I see what they're saying but not as extreme as them like, right. you know what I mean but like when it comes to mushrooms mushrooms gives you that 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 feeling when it comes to like you feel almost embodied to the world and you go see so many other people's point of view that I feel like I feel like as an individual almost every person should take mushrooms once in a life and oh, in, 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 in a secured structured environment where nobody could hurt themselves so, but just straight up just have fun and just see things. how your mind explores the universe you have to watch what I sent you it's gonna help you articulate your feelings Damn, on mushrooms so much better cause every time you talk about mushrooms to me I can tell you you're trying to tell me something and important it's so hard to explain can, yeah, it because and I'm I can not, feel it like, but it's like you're not saying what I'm looking for okay, and so I know you it. have I'm about to watch it when I go home yeah and then. I know you have it so when you get home watch it but then I also want to talk about what he was talking about microdosing he's talking about oh, silicon valley he was talking about almost all those guys that do programming in silicon valley microdose so microdosing is anything from 0.2 to 0.5 grams and he's like the first day you're gonna feel a little silly or whatever but the next day you're not gonna feel anything but all those are uh, connections that the brand makes yeah. when you want mushrooms they all open up and he's talking about uh, microdosing you're supposed to do it five days straight take two days off and then five days straight take two days off and um, um, Joe Rogan was even talking about this. Joe Rogan's podcast we're, we're referring to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Rogan was even talking about he has a friend who does kickboxing that microdoses every day. And since what since which has won more competitions than his ever won. He says he he can't explain. It. He feels like he's in the matrix. It feels like based on that person's stance or whatever, I he can predict the movement. It is so crazy for somebody that's done it. I completely understand what it's talking about because it's like okay, so you're able to. The best way I can explain it is like everybody's seen the movie Limitless, yeah. where it's like you take take the drug, you're able to unlimit, sorry, yeah. unleash different parts of your mind that you weren't able to do before. Access, yeah, exactly. So picture that mushrooms is like nowhere near as extreme as that, but you're able to analyze things from a different point of view. Legit, like you're able to sit back and see, like, okay, so this is how somebody normally views the situation, but 
let's just take an expert eyes view from a from like a crazy point of view over bro, left view. You are going to love to, this, bro. Like talk, like because he I, talks I, about mushrooms. The way mushrooms work is when they grow is under whatever they're growing under. They are they connect. The interconnected or on that and he's saying he believes that's what's happening when you're on mushrooms you're connecting to the network of humans in a different way bro i can't wait to talk to you after yes. you've seen i'm watching this tonight you know when what? i Next go home week, we're opening up the podcast please with this conversation do. please do yes i know me once excited. i know once you see it you're going to be able to express that thought you've been trying to get yes. to me for Thank years you so much for years for years because because this thing i know aubrey is so far from drug daddy yeah like I've, I've, I've tried over the years to just get him try a little something but like yeah because yeah, I, really, yeah. I already feel like my mind does a hundred already like i'm constantly like searching for new information new songs new just everything like uh, new new uh visuals like i'm really mm-hmm. right now into like architecture heavy like i'm always looking for something new to fill my mind with and i'm scared that if i take these things like I'm going there's people that aren't facing things I feel like I'm gonna face something that I'm not prepared to face and I don't know what and, it is and but that's I, why I never pressure you to do that like yeah. that's the thing but cause, honestly, cause I always see people that's like you know what I mean cause the thing once you do mushrooms you see people that's like okay they could they could take it but mm-hmm. they might not have a great trip with it you know what yeah. I mean yes somebody was like not right now but in five ten years time I, I just like that's that. what I'm gonna get you. That's after, when you're gonna. That's when you analyze everything. You got kids growing up. After watching that podcast, I, I've convinced myself I'm either gonna microdose for a week or I'm going to outright just hit the go. You know, the three grams heroes, real yeah, quick and just hero's journey. Yes, and just you know explore this because I watch so much stuff on psychedelics and I feel like it's so many like. Healing properties, mental healing properties. And not that I think that I'm mentally damaged, but maybe I am. I mean, I, I had this thought the other day. All black people that have lived in poverty of some sort are mentally damaged. You've experienced yeah. things that aren't normal. I agree. I agree. You know what I mean? If you've ever seen somebody get stabbed or if you ever yeah. seen... You know what I mean? A, a, a family member get beaten. These aren't normal experiences. Nigga, I didn't even realize it wasn't familiar. Like, it wasn't a common thing for your lights to be turned off and shit until I was way older. And I was like, <laughs> oh, y'all, y'all niggas, they never had your lights turned off? Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't realize that was like. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, like, you know, that was, that was a surprise thing. Like, like, cable shot, yeah, yeah. Especially cable. Nigga, yeah. I didn't realize that was like something that was unheard of in some people's houses. Yeah, some people's houses. That's just niggas are paying the bills three months in advance and shit. Yeah, bro. Like, no. When I was working at Logic, it used to be a couple of uh, people they would call in and pay the whole bill for the year. Must be nice. And I'm like, oh damn, I just, well, I just don't like to have to think about it. And I'm like, wow, right? You know what I mean? It's like, a quick two G's for you. Yeah, it's, it's a wild thing, and that's what I'm saying. It's a, a lot of small stuff that people go through. And not just black people, just anybody yep. that's lived in poverty. So poverty creates desperation. Yeah, desperation can create violence. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So anybody that's lived a poor lifestyle at any point in their life has witnessed something that they need to deal with that they don't even realize isn't normal. Um, you know what I would really like to do? Uh, one day with the podcast, I would like to do a high stories episode. Oh my god, yes. 
Or like me, you, and Garrett tell like high stories and maybe bring in one or two brethren. Aubrey, you have the best high stories. Minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I ain't going to say no, no I got but two Aubrey fire has, Oh, my yeah, God. I got two the fire best. ones. The thing is, if you guys have never met Aubrey before, like, you need to meet this man to understand his high stories because yeah. it's, 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 it's amazing. Like, they're amazing. Yeah, I got <laughs> two really good ones, but I would like to get um, our friend who did the shrooms in Halifax and was crying in front of the Dropbox. Oh, my God. I I would yes. like that story oh, to yes. be told. And you know what? I would like those people to just sit in front of me, not even conversation, and just tell their story start to finish. Yes. Maybe we should start. We should get a collection of those and start the podcast with high stories. And the thing is, we have enough friends to choose. Yes. So I would gladly be <laughs> Yes, yes. This Shit, I'll put myself in there somewhere. Just yeah, be a fucking But number. um, we are over an hour. Uh, do you want to end it now? So sure, man. Man, I'm easy. Yeah, one day we'll get too comfortable. We could do an hour and a half, two hours sometimes. That's once you get to see our pretty faces. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> YouTube channel coming yes, in September. Up. There we go. Yes. I like it. He putting a date <laughs> yeah. on it every day. Look at her dogging in over here. Bro, that's I love why it, I've been man. running. I've been running like three, four days straight. I'm like, yo, if I'm gonna be on camera, I gotta look good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Out here, you know. Boy. But um, yeah, maybe you agree. Episode twelve. Any closing thoughts, Chink? Oh man, just put me on blast like that. All right. <laughs> um, closing thoughts, man. Look, man. Hey, I've heard some. It's crazy. A lot of messed up stories about. People treating their family some ways. Look, guys, family's all you got. Y'all take care of your family as best as you can. Seriously, moms and pops is all you got. Take it easy, I mean. Yeah, that's a beautiful end. Family first, everybody. Uh, maybe you agree, episode 12. Have a good one.